Good morning. Welcome to Off the Mat. I am Melissa, the founder of A Yogi Kitchen and Pantry, and we are talking about the word thrive this session. So last week, I picked a card from the Rust deck by Trisha Hersey, and we stuck with the card a little, it's been a little longer than a week at this point, like, oh, I don't know, 10 days. So I'm going to pick a new card, like, in a couple of days. But for right now, we're sticking with the card. The front of the card says, I will do less. Watch me thrive. So what we're focusing on is slowing down, doing less to help us thrive. But we'll stay with the word thrive for a couple more weeks. So I wanted to just take a moment and do something I haven't done here in a while is do a little meditation. We do this at the beginning of every single class I teach, and it's just a way of checking in, and I call it the check-in. Um, and if you didn't know, if you come to my class regularly and you didn't know this is meditation, it is. It's a guided meditation, but it is meditation. And people often say, oh, I can't meditate. I can't just sit in silence and clear my head. That is not the only way to meditate. Um, it is I love a guided meditation. I love group meditations. If I can be in a room full of people meditating to something guided, that energy feels so delicious to me. So I wanted to go ahead and do this so that you have it. You can come back to it. You can listen to it anytime you want. And a couple of you have asked me to record some of these things, and they have been recorded. If you go to the old podcast, which was just a yogi kitchen. Um, there's practices that I recorded on the podcast. There's meditations. And I haven't done this here for a while at off the mat. So I thought I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, um, you know, go ahead and, and download it or whatever and keep it. And you can listen to it when you're doing your own practice, or you can listen to it even when you're out walking. Like it's not, you don't have to be lying flat, closing your eyes to do this. Um, it can be something you listen to in the tub. Um, you know, there's, you can even be listening while you're driving. Uh, don't close your eyes, obviously, but you can be doing part of this while you're driving for sure. And sometimes it's even just nice to be listening to it without really doing it, just being in that energy. So um, I will do less watch me thrive. And I love that verbiage. I love that I will do less, not. I'll try to thrive or I'm going to thrive. It's watch me thrive. So I love that about it. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and I'm going to invite you to take a moment and create some sacred space for yourself. So whatever that looks like, if you're home, maybe get your mat out. I like to lie flat. You do not have to lie flat. I like to lie on my back when I meditate, but you could certainly be sitting. A really nice way to meditate sitting is to sit on the floor with your back against a wall and bring your feet together and open your knees wide into Baddha Konasana. And it, um, it just is this really comforting, I don't even know, it just feels so supportive and so delicious to sit in this pose and meditate. But again, like I said, I like to lie flat and just rest my hands on my belly. But before, um, so figure out what position you want to be in so you can get your mat or whatever. And then whatever else you want to do, light a candle, play some soft music, 
if you're into incense, I'm getting away from incense more and more because I've been reading more about um, how bad it is for your lungs. So I try to like, if I'm going to burn it, not be in the area while it's burning and then, you know, come into the area and put it out or, or after it's done. Um, but if you are still into incense, some incense, or if there's um, essential oils that you'd like to spritz around you or put on your wrist, go ahead and do those things. Get some water, get all ready and go ahead and just pause me and do those things. All right, so you're comfortable in whichever position you've chosen. And you want to choose a position that you can stay in for a while without needing to fidget. I mean, if you have to move, that's fine. But you don't want to sit in a position that, like in two minutes, you're going to need to shift from because your foot fell asleep or whatever it is. You're, it's starting to hurt your back. You want to be comfortable. You want to be able to relax. And the first part, of getting into this place where you can be comfortable slowing down is to close your eyes. And if that's not comfortable for you, to just soften your gaze. And imagine that your eyes can just sink. If you're lying down, they sort of sink back towards the back of your head. If you're sitting up, they just sink down into your cheeks. If you're gazing, this is the time where you sort of choose something to gaze at. And you don't have to, you know, fixate on that one thing, but just kind of gaze at it softly. And this is where you want to let it get a little fuzzy. And then start taking nice, long, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. And just be in this moment. So let's stay outside of our bodies for a moment. Notice what's happening around you. So notice I just heard a car drive by. I can hear the rustling of trees. There's a breeze outside my house. Maybe there's someone else in your home. Maybe you hear them shut the bathroom door. Maybe the microwave just beeped. Just notice all those sounds. Or just the creaking of a floor even. And then notice whatever smells are around you. I have coffee sitting next to me. Maybe you have the dryer going. You can smell fresh laundry. Are you burning incense? And notice all the different things. And then still staying outside of your body, notice the things that you feel. I'm actually sitting on a bed. So I'm feeling the softness of the bed around me. I feel the bunched up comforter next to me. If you're lying down, are you on a hard floor? Are you on a soft carpet? Notice that. Notice the clothes on your skin. I have one curl that's kind of sticking me in the side of the face. Notice the hair on your neck. 
What do you feel around you? Just stay in this moment. And our brains are really good at taking in lots of information at the same time. So we're slowing that down. But as you're lying here, I'm feeling the dress on my skin and just heard the floor creak. So we're just observing this moment. And then I invite you to let's move in a little bit. So we're going to keep those observations going, right? That there's a part of our brain that's going to still be listening to what's around us. And at some point, perhaps, you'll start really getting in deep and that will start to fade away. You won't notice those things as much. So already I'm not noticing what's happening outside my house. So let's start at the top of your head. And just like in every yoga class, just work your way down your head, down your body, sorry, from your head. And just notice who you are physically in this moment. Notice any place that's feeling creaky, cranky, any place that's talking to you. Any tightness or tension. We notice those places first, mostly because they are the loudest. So once you listen to those places, any aches or pains, then I invite you to go back to the top of your head and work your way down your body again. And this time, go ahead and ask those places to be quiet. And the best way to get them to be quiet is to acknowledge them. So right now I have a little I don't even know, I guess it's a twinge happening, my next shoulder area. So I'm just going to tell it, I hear you. We're going to get on the mat later. I'm going to work this out. And for me, it's almost like magic. That place isn't bothering me quite as much right now. I don't feel the intensity of it anymore. And you're just going to keep going down your body, talking to all the different places. So next for me is my knee, just acknowledging it. And the other thing my teacher says is thank that part of your body for all the hard work that it does. Have some gratitude. Gratitude for my knees that get me where I want to go. And then I encourage you to go back to the top of your head a third time and just work your way down your body, paying attention to whatever comes up for you. And if there's a different area that is having some pain or some tightness you didn't notice before, go ahead and take a moment to notice it. But mostly I invite you to just notice those places that are feeling free and open and relaxed. 
So my shoulder, my neck may be a little tight, but my heart space is open and I feel very connected to that openness today. Notice if there's anything like that. Maybe you went for a run this morning and your legs have that like loosey-goosey, they're all warmed up and they're released and relaxed. And just enjoy that feeling. Or maybe you were on the mat this morning and everything's feeling very cohesive. Feels like your body is, is communicating well with itself and breathe into that feeling. And then I invite you to move to your heart space. So that's right at the breastbone, not literally where the heart is, but right in the center of your chest at the breastbone. And this is the energy that swirls around loving kindness and compassion. First and foremost, towards yourself. So I encourage you to breathe into that energy of love, compassion, kindness, empathy. And the color associated with this area in, in I guess it's Ayurveda, it's yoga, is green. And so a lot of times as I'm lying in my meditation, I, I focus on that color right at the breastbone. And I encourage you to do this right now. It could be any color green that works for you. And throughout my life, that green has shifted and changed. And just imagine the green there. And as you inhale, that green expands. So it's filling more of your chest than just the heart space. And on each inhalation, you see that expand and grow and maybe glow a little bit. And that is your love and your compassion and your kindness growing. And at this point, all you have to do is focus on love and compassion and kindness towards yourself. And then I invite you to listen to any other emotions that are there. Some of us have some emotions that are just always right there, kind of simmering. So if you are a person who struggles to manage feelings of anger, you may feel that the anger is right under the surface all the time. And so breathe into that, feel that, and feel the loving kindness and the compassion. Feel all of them at the same time. And it is perfectly normal. My students hear me say this all the time. It's perfectly no normal to be feeling one emotion at the same, that, um, feel more than one emotion at the same time. It's really normal to feel what might be conflicting emotions, to be feeling happy and sad or happy and anger at the same time or anger and sad. So just notice what you're feeling. And if you can't name a feeling, that's okay too. Just feel it. 
there's something like, I think it's 180. Is that right? I think it's 180 sort of acknowledged emotions. And a lot of the words are words that when I was younger was taught are not actually emotions, um, like frustrated, apprehensive. Um, so there's 180 of those. And if you ask someone on the street, apparently the average person can only name three emotions. So not being able to name what you're feeling is really, really common. So just feel it. Be in your heart space. Let it ripple out. Even if it makes you a little uncomfortable, it's okay. What we don't have to do is engage in those emotions. So if you're feeling anger, just notice it, observe it. But you don't have to scream out right now. You don't have to get up and go call your sister and bitch her out. You just sit with the emotion. And in Buddhism and in yoga, we believe that is the fastest way to work through an emotion is just sit with it, acknowledge it, feel it, even if it's uncomfortable, especially if it's uncomfortable, because those are the emotions that get stuffed down and stuffing them down is not the same as working through them. Stuffing them down just ensures they're going to come back, maybe when you least expect it, and maybe even bigger than before. So I want to encourage you to stay where you are right now, feeling what's going on in your body, being present with what's going on in your heart space. And those two things together may have already shifted something. Like maybe when you acknowledge whatever's in your heart, let's say anger, your neck starts to hurt less. Because remember, it's always connected physically, emotionally, mentally, are always affecting each other. So let's move to the middle of the forehead, still being present physically, emotionally, but let's take a moment to really focus in on who you are mentally in this moment. So this is the energy that takes us away from our moment to moment thoughts. This is when we focus on our higher self. We're focusing on the bigger picture of who we are, who we're meant to be, how we're supposed to walk through this world. This is the energy around inner wisdom, intuition. And it's so when we're focused on this energy, it's when we can release things like getting cut off in traffic. It happens to all of us. Maybe people are jerks. Maybe they're just not paying attention. Maybe they're pregnant trying to get to the hospital. We don't know. And when we're focused on this energy, it doesn't matter. We can let it go like, oh, I got cut off. And then continue on your day without engaging your emotions. Because that's a lot of energy to be engaging emotionally in every little thing that happens around you. And when you stay focused on this energy, 
It's so easy to let the unimportant things fall away and focus on who you are, your intention in this world. So I invite you to take a moment and notice how your brain is working in this minute. The reason I teach this way is because I have an anxiety disorder. I have PTSD. And I know that when I am in my anxiety, I am not focused on this energy. And it keeps me from being my higher self. It keeps me from being connected with my intention. So checking in and noticing how my brain is working is going to help me be able to manage that better so I can stay connected to that energy. So I invite you to just take a moment and notice how the thoughts are working in your head. Don't engage with those thoughts. Just observe them and notice if they're floating through, if they're skipping they're twirling, ricocheting, whatever verb you can come up with to describe the thoughts in your head, just breathe into that and notice. And the fun thing about our brains is as we observe them, the act of observing is going to help us shift. And then I encourage you to just take a moment and notice if you're having a lot of thoughts or just a few thoughts or what's normal for you. We're all different. I think my normal is fairly busy for a lot of people. And when I slow down, I think my slowed down brain is probably quite a bit slower than a lot of people's. Or when I empty it, clear it out, it gets quite a bit more clear. And that just comes from years and years and years of doing this check-in, is knowing what my baseline is, teaching for years and hearing from you guys how your brains work. And so the purpose of this whole practice is to get super comfortable with being able to observe who you are. So just notice your brain. Follow the thoughts, but don't engage. Just observe them. And then finally, what I consider sort of the advanced work is noticing the quality of your thoughts. So are you having a lot of negative thoughts? I know someone who has a lot of negative thoughts normally and doesn't even recognize they're negative. So just notice the thoughts and see if you can tell, are you having negative thoughts? Are you having a lot of really positive thoughts? Are you being really silly today? Are you being really... Um, organized and focused on productivity today? If you're thinking really linear today, 
And again, this is all based on your baseline. And we can't manage our mental health without a good understanding of how the brain works and of these different parts of how the brain works. So lying here, just observing who you are physically, emotionally, and mentally has been a way of you slowing down. And I invite you to take a moment and just create this mental picture of who you are right now, based on who you are, body, mind, and heart. Who are you? Who is this version of yourself? And I want to remind you not to hold it too preciously because who you are, body, mind, and heart is going to change. It could change in five minutes. It will change by tomorrow. You will not have all the same blood cells in your body tomorrow that you have right now. You won't have the same thoughts. So be present with who you are. Open your heart to it. But again, don't hold it too tightly. Leave the ego out and just observe. So for anyone who's thought, oh, I can't meditate, that was 21 minutes and 19 seconds. Regardless of whether you held still, maybe you fidgeted a little bit. Regardless if you stayed present with it, maybe your mind wandered a few times. If you came back to it, if you stayed with it, that's meditation. And I'm one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about in this next year or so is, is shifting how we think about meditation because Westerners here so often sit down, clear your head, empty your brain out, and it's not possible and it's not what meditation is. So this was one kind of meditation. There's lots of different kinds of meditation and we're going to do more of these um, coming up. The last little part of what I wanted to do today was just, again, a little check-in with what's going on with the Yogi Kitchen. So lots of you know, I'm still in Chicago. Um, my partner had a, a funeral this last Saturday. So this was his third in like three months. Um, and, you know, that's just how life works sometimes. Um, but because of this, we're not really prepared to like pack up the car and leave tomorrow. So we are leaving soon. Um, we'll be back in Lawrence, Kansas someday soon, but it's not happening today. And I'm just letting it go. Uh, a lot of you know that I'm in mourning. Um, my mom died this summer. And so I am really trying to be present with letting things be the way that they are. And I don't need to manage them. I don't need to, you know, my job right now is to grieve. And if I get to teach classes, that's great. If I get to write, that's great. Or be here on the podcast, that's great but I'm not pushing it. So, um, you know, I, the house has been a little bit of a mess and that makes my partner a little anxious, but he also was not in a place where he wanted to work on it. And I said, that's okay. We can say no. And there's a great, and I thought it was Mary Oliver, but it's not, it's Louise Eldrick, Eldrick, 
um, it's a poem and I can't remember all of it, but it, part of it says, leave the dishes in the sink, let the laundry stay out on the line. And it's about paying attention to what's important instead of this busyness of we need to do this and this and this. And so I keep telling him our job right now is to grieve. And so if the dishes are piling up, that's okay. And really what it is, our day to day is okay, but there's my mom's stuff is sitting around the house in boxes and piles. Um, so I need to go through that, figure out what's going to donations, what I'm bringing a lot of it back to, to Lawrence, Kansas, because we're doing coats and coffee in a few weeks at um, uh, Sunrise Project at 1501 Learn. Um, so if you have coats to donate, that's the kickoff, but we accept donations and put donations out all through the winter. Um, so those are available and we give away hundreds and hundreds of coats. So um, a couple people do like office drives. They, they work in like Kansas City or they work in Topeka and they tell their office, hey, bring your coats to me and I'll take them until sunrise. And then like last year we had someone, I think like December 15th, after we'd already been going for like a month, she brought in like 50 coats or something from her work. And it's a great boost to the, uh, to the, the giveaway, um, people who think, oh, well, you know, Sunrise has been doing this for a month, so they're probably totally out of coats. We keep refilling the rack all winter long. And so it's very exciting. Um, I have coats from my mom's closet that are, that are going to go and, and Steve, his wife died before we met and, um, he has her coats. We're going to bring coats back. Uh, so like trying to figure out how to travel with a dog and four cats and the stuff of my mom's that we want to bring back and we have plants that need to come back and it's just been a lot. So that's what we're focusing on right now. And once we get it worked out, we'll just, we'll be back in Lawrence for a while. So that's what's happening. Um, we're doing hats from the heart, uh, coming up this winter, which is however you would like to donate hats. Um, if you're in Lawrence, Kansas, or nearby and you want to get them to a yogi kitchen, I will take them, whether you crochet them or knit them or buy them. Uh, we'll take hats. And some point in the winter, I think we'll have like a little crochet knitting circle. We'll just get together and drink some coffee and make some hats. And we'll probably go to Sunrise Project on a Sunday and have some coffee and tea and just sit and do that. Um, if you're not nearby, Get some hats going and take them to a center. We at Yogi Kitchen, we really support organizations that give away free things. So there's an organization in town, Dare, they give away lots of socks, they give away hygiene products um, versus like donating to some place like Salvation Army where people have to buy. We want to get the products to people. I keep things like that in my car. So when I'm driving, I slow down. If I see someone who's unhoused that I know and they don't have a coat or a hat, make sure they have what they need or stop and ask them. Like I have some things, are you in need of anything or even what do you need? I will track it down for you. Um, so that's how we do the yogi kitchen is we like to just give things away. There's a wonderful organization in Lawrence called Claire's closet um, or give it, get it. They're actually merging right now. I'm not sure what they're called, but they're up um, in the strip mall where Munchers and Wayne and Larry's is. And um, they give away clothes. You go in, you take what you want. And so they're a great place to donate also because it goes directly to people in need um, who don't have to, you know, save their pennies to go to a thrift store and buy something. Um, so we're going to do hearts from the hat, hats from the heart.
in November. And really, I'm taking it pretty easy the rest of the year. I had thought I was going to teach some workshops, and I think I'm not. I think I'm just teaching regular classes. So join us. Schedule is really light right now. Um, Saturday mornings, 8.30 a.m. is lay down and roll around yoga on Zoom. Sunday morning is mobility yoga on Zoom. And this class has been so delightful and changed my body for the better. Um, in such like, I just am not as stiff. I'm not as creaky cranky. Um, it's some really important work that I sort of had been doing on my own for the last year or so, just kind of randomly. And now doing it every week with you guys as a class on Zoom is beautiful. It's amazing. I was showing someone what I do and they're like, how do you do that with your knees? And I'm like, oh, I guess because mobility yoga, like my knees feel perfectly fine to do this. Um, so I've convinced some people to do some mobility work because I'm showing them my 54 year old body doing these things. And it really is amazing. Um, and then Monday evenings at 8.30 PM is restorative yoga. So it's a chance to just rest for an hour. You lay over bolsters and blankets or pillows, whatever you have available, and you just get quiet and your body gets this really deep stretch, but it gets to hold a pose for at least five minutes, um, sometimes longer, depending on the pose and the practice. And it's hugely healing. So as we're moving into flu and cold season and this new variation of our variant of uh, COVID, this is going to boost your immune system. If you do have something, it's going to help you kick it faster um, and it quiets your brain. And then we're done at 930. And I have people who they are showered in their pajamas when they come to class because you don't have to have your camera on for Zoom yoga, right? They're showered. They're ready for bed. They finish this class and they just roll right into bed. I have a couple students who told me I fell asleep in one of those poses. I'm like, that's okay. Mr. Iyengar probably wouldn't like that, but for Melissa Mitchell's classes, it's perfectly fine to start dozing a little bit. That's all right. Um, so that's what's going on right now. I hope you're having a really fantastic day. Um, text me 785-760-5412 if you'd like a, a, a pop-up yoga class. If you have any comments, you can text me or you can email me at mel at yogikitchen.com. If you want to see more about what we're doing, you can go to the website, yogikitchen.com. It's where all the information for classes, all the descriptions for classes are. There's an old, old description of Breathe Online, which I'm going to be teaching um, next summer. And I'm going to take a lot of time this winter and spring to update to make worksheets, to update the information that I've been teaching. So if you haven't taken it in a while, it would be completely reasonable to take it again. Um, oh, I forgot. January 1st, we'll do Burning Bowl. We'll do one, I think, on Zoom, and we'll do one in person. And then January, somewhere on the 15th, I think I said, we'll do our annual retreat. So hold on for that. It's all coming soon. And um, I hope you have a great day. Bye.